Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me as always via Zoom is... Is Matthew Bloodhound Haas. No, that's a terrible nickname. Um, it's it's on point for the theme. Yeah. Of the, of the, but, but no, I don't want to be... That's, that's too... That's like... It's like what, like an old, like 1930s, like gangster, you know, nickname would be, you know, like I got my Tommy gun and I'm going to make sure I got this big barrel of whiskey to sell up the Canadian border because prohibition, I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he would say, too. <laughs> Let's buy some bloodhounds whiskey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You see, copper, it's not whiskey. It's uh, right now. Anyway, so um, the uh, yeah, it's a tasteless whiskey. It's like the worst kind. This will get you drunk, but you can't taste it. Okay, um, tasteless whiskey, copper. Well, yeah, that's actually a good brand. Bloodhound tasteless whiskey. <laughs> and all sells all liquor stores. We'll start. We'll start. Uh. It'll start appearing in episodes of Bar Rescue soon. And, um. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what do you recommend, bartender? I recommend Bloodhound Tasteless Whiskey. <laughs> so good, you can't even taste it. You can add it to anything, and you'll not even you notice. <laughs> you can even add the whiskey if you want. And, uh. <laughs> wow. We're totally not making this so kids can get drunk in high school. And, um... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I just wanted to let you know, Matt, that you can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. Because your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, well, they're no friends of mine. Okay. Just just wanted to let you know that. 
Oh. That song's been stuck in my head for like a week, so I just had to get it out. Oh, I was wondering why. You... <laughs> um, who was the band that did that song? Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know them. Um, was that Men Without Hats or something? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Let me see. Yeah, maybe. Let's look this up, folks. Right on the air. <clears throat> yeah, well, Yep, Men Without Hats. The safety, okay, cool. The safety dance. Yep. Oh, the 80s. More, more optimistic time. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the 80s, um, <laughs> on today's show, in our pilot error series... We are covering a pilot that aired in 1988 during uh, CBS's Summer Playhouse entitled Sniff. Uh. Uh, It was uh, written by Bruce J. Friedman. Directed by James Quinn. The main star of the show was my Facebook friend Robert Wool. <laughs> really? Yes. Facebook <laughs> friend? I didn't know that. Uh-huh. No, yeah, he's my Facebook friend. Um, I mean, dude from Arliss, and he, he's um, an amazing actor in, in stand-up and everything. Yeah. It's just <clears throat> he's he's probably the best part of this show, um, but. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to totally down, you know, grade anybody involved with this, but there was something missing. Anyways, um, <laughs> I think he'll be all right. I mean, he was in Bull Durham, Arliss. He oh, had yeah, that he's... really that that um show where he was like talking about like the Revolutionary War or something like that back in. Uh, and he's he's oh, yeah he's doing a lot right now too. I mean, he's he's been on a lot of podcasts. I actually asked him if he wanted to be on ours, but he said he's been too busy doing other ones. So <laughs> I'm just well, saying, yeah. yeah. Figure that much, yeah. <clears throat> I do appreciate him for actually responding to my message, though. So, right. Um, <laughs> the, some people just ignore me. Um, so, <laughs> most people, um, <laughs> and not just in the, not just when I uh, ask celebrities to be on our show. It's uh, people in general just ignore me because nobody likes me, Matt. Oh, each each comic gets more depressed. <laughs> Keep twisting the knife. <laughs> Nobody loves me. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so um, <laughs> so we also had in the cast uh, as his dad, Nat. Nat um, he starred as Sid Barrows. Um, then Lewis Gus starred as Nat Barrows, his dad. We had Tracy Lind as Sharon, Rebecca Holden as Vanessa, Robin Curtis as Barbara, Edward Power as Blaine Sterling, Rickard, Richard, not Rickard, that would be a cool name. <laughs> if, I ever have, if I ever have a child, I'm going to name him Rickard. Anyways, the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, it starred, uh, Richard Roast, or Rote, oh my god, I can't read, um, <laughs> Richard Rote <laughs> as, as Gorm, um, Gormley, 
Nancy Fish as Liz Gertz, and a bunch of other people. <laughs> so, um, what happened in this episode here, Matt? <clears throat> oh man, it's it's kind of hard to even remember. It, it had like a you really typical like eighties vibe to like a like a mystery, kind of like a, like a murder mystery type of um, episode, and like. I think they were trying to be like self-conscious of that fact, but it just didn't work well. Like I know, like that's like a new thing these days to be like meta, like oh, you realize that you're in a show, in a show type of thing, but it just didn't work. But uh, yeah. yeah, there's like some modeling agency dude or something, and he gets killed. Forgot. Yeah, because like, for what uh, reason? Yeah, like um. Robert Wolf's character of Sid is works at a newspaper. He's somehow sent to cover a, a story at this modeling agency or something. And um, what, en- what ends up happening is uh, he's, he's there. The, the story is just like some kind of boring story originally. But then um, there is a, a murder outside witnessed by the victim's dog <laughs> who's also injured and uh Sid leaves a note on the on the victim because he's already <laughs> dead saying I didn't leave the scene of the crime I I had to I mean I had to leave the scene of the crime because I uh because there's an injured dog You know, I'm going to use that next time I'm in a murder scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice guy. I mean, that's like a very pro, yeah. you know, animal rights, you know, theme in a 1988 episode. Like, hey, I, I got to fix this dog up. Okay. So I'm just going to leave this dead guy here with yeah. a note. <laughs> so uh, I also wanted to mention, okay, because the, the style of comedy on this, um, The writer of this also wrote Splash, the movie, mm. with Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah. Also wrote another Tom Hanks movie, You Got Mail. Um, wrote the Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder movie, Stir Crazy. After this, he went on to write The Heartbreak Kid with uh, Ben Stiller. <laughs> um He, uh, he's also created the uh, a TV series called Steam Bath in 1983. Hmm. Um, yeah, he, uh, Yeah, the um, that's that's weird. Okay, oh he, actually no, he wrote the original Heartbreak Kid, and uh, so his, so he was credited as a writer on the Ben Stiller one. So okay, because <laughs> that was a remake. He also wrote Doctor Detroit with uh, with 
with uh, oh. Dan Aykroyd, which is a good movie from the eighties. Yeah. So yeah, he 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 had a good thing going here. Um. <laughs> um. I. Yeah. Um. So so. Okay. Well, we'll we'll get into the stuff in a second here. Yeah. The uh. So so, so after. He goes and takes the dog to a vet, gets the dog taken care of. He ends up taking the dog home with him. Um, the dog... Basically, because it's a bloodhound, knows who killed his master. And, uh, yeah. What else happens here, Matt? take the dog back because he's like uh you know he's like part of like the blood holland association or some bullshit i don't know and then uh he was like i think he was worked with the guy that you know, got killed or whatever and uh sid's like no i'm gonna keep the dog blah 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 you know so they had to have that whole conflict going on in the episode and um Oh, God. The, the, um, the dog, dog kind of notices at the uh, funeral. You can tell that the person that killed killed the guy was at the funeral. Right. Yeah. So, yeah he takes him there, takes him <sighs> everywhere. It's just like this weird montage where the dog's just dragging him everywhere. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we find out that it was actually a woman that had him killed or something. Yeah, because it was, she it was, she wanted to she wanted mm-hmm. to own the modeling agency. D- during other yeah. scenes, there's like scenes where uh, where Sid is flirting with uh, a one of the models, and uh, at the end of the episode, you think they're gonna get together, but she ends up going off with some hot guy. Yeah. And then they basically, he goes back to his boss at the newspaper, and he's got the dog now. He owns the dog, and they basically are like, hey, you know, you can start doing reporting with the dog. So I'm assuming that if this would have continued going, the concept of the show would have been them solving crimes slash news stories Mm -hmm. together. I guess. I mean, like, basically Turner and Hooch. But yeah, because like... this came out shortly after Turner and Hooch. So Okay. Which, uh, I mean... Another another pilot we need to cover in the future is the Turner and Hooch pilot that starred Tom Wilson as <sighs> as, as Turner. Um, Yeah, that Tom Wilson from uh, Back to the Future, who played Biff. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's in the Tom Hanks role. Um... Saw that online, and I'm like, I need to cover mm. this sometime. Of course, they try to do a pilot of that as well. Yeah. So, and there's currently a Turner and Hooch TV series on Disney Plus right now. So, yeah, right. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just the weird, like, I could see like what they were trying to do with the show. I think, but um, like, especially like the whole self awareness bit. Like, like that's. 
Like that's really popular now, and like a few shows tried that in the past, but not all of them really actually. See, this didn't played. do it. This didn't do it enough. Yeah, because there's one scene where like like a lot of the '80s show back then they had like this like saxophone with like a lot of reverb going. That was like a mm-hmm. thing, and so like this show was like doing that, but then like at one point, Robert Rules' character said he's like playing a saxophone. It's like, oh, I get it. It's him playing the saxophone in the background music that we saw, and just I'm like, yeah, cause ah, it, just, it, it goes from being like, like non-diegetic to diegetic, you know, in the in the episode, you know. Yeah. So yeah, and I was just like, eh. and it's again, it's not his fault. I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot of things that we think might be the actor's fault in the show are actually not. It's because the director or someone else is like told them to do that. Yeah, well, and, and the the writing, the writing. No offense to Bruce Dray, Jay Friedman, it, it was just there was something lacking. Like he, it was like he was afraid to go there. Like yeah. It, the thing is, it's like it almost like it was like, okay, so like at this time period, you know, you you had before this stuff like, um, like, police police squad and stuff like that, um, like, uh, and then went on to be like Naked Gun, the Naked Gun movies. This almost felt like it wanted to be something like that, where it was almost like a parody type thing, of you know, like of a detective show or a newspaper reporter show or something like that. But it didn't quite go to the comic, like, absurdity that it should have gone to, in my opinion. Like, it might <clears throat> yeah. have worked. like Or, or like, it, it should have... I mean, basically, a, a better version of this is Chris Elliott's action family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, it, it basically felt like it wanted to be that, but it didn't... But it was afraid to do it. You know what I mean? Like they were holding right. back, and another thing—it it sounds weird here, because normally I'm against laugh tracks in TV series. I think it needed a laugh track so we knew when it was funny. Yeah, as much as <clears throat> some shows, you know, overuse the laugh track to tell you when something's funny, this kind of needed it. Right. Yeah. You know, like, like you know, for example. You know, like when in Big Bang Theory, where like someone mentions a comic book, and then somehow you get like 15 seconds of laughter because of you mentioned yeah, the character because comic book. Um, this thing actually did have some funny parts, but it was hard to yeah. feel them because nobody was laughing, and it was just kind of like, "Am I supposed to find this funny or not?" <clears throat> like you were almost like, "I don't like being spoon-fed things," but at some points, I'm just like. I need to know if I'm supposed to laugh at this or not. Well, yeah, because this is the thing that they, like, time it for the laughs. See, that's the thing. A lot of stuff back then, I imagine that they would have actually timed yeah, things yeah. for for a laugh track to be put into that place. So then you just have, like, this, like, two seconds of, like, nothing. Like, and that's, like, what oh, it almost, okay. that, that's what it almost felt like with this. Like, they, like, it was meant to have a laugh track, but they forgot to add it. Maybe they... Yeah, maybe they did. Maybe we we have like a a version that's so like maybe we have like the prototype version. You know, maybe yeah. they actually had laugh track and uh and uh you know the when it actually aired because that whole summer, man. I mean, they had a lot of weird shows um, that like didn't really last. Like um, the one of the ones I watched was called Doctor Paradise, which 
Was that I, was that another uh, CBS? Uh, I think it was. And the yeah. thing is that like there's like literally nothing like online to read about it other than like IMBD. Like that's it. And so I was like, uh, I can't even do any research on this because there's nothing to read. Like there's like it's messed up when you think about like how much information is on the internet that you couldn't find like just one blog post or anything. Well, there's nothing, um, there's nothing again, about this show really either, except yeah. for IMDb as well. So <laughs> I got a theory about that. Actually, I think there's more <clears throat> on the internet than what Google is letting people see now. I think, cause back in the day, I remember <clears throat> this, this is a whole nother conversation, but I remember back in the day being able to find just really obscure stuff on the internet. If I wanted to, and now it seems like over the past few years that like if it's not on like the first like two or three pages of Google, like it's just you're not gonna find it. So I don't know I, if like things are being intentionally just like pushed really bad. Well, well, well like, th- things are being pushed, you know, like in the forward end on a lot of this stuff. <laughs> um I don't know about being pushed back, but I do think that uh that big Google is out to get Robert Wool. That's what it is. Yeah, well I mean obviously <laughs> Big Google. That's a good <laughs> show right there. Big Google. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's about a... Do you want to take one break here, Matt? We'll, we'll take one break and we'll come back and we'll yeah. talk about some more of this show before we wrap it. So, yeah. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guest every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry you can find us on apple spotify pretty much wherever you get your podcast hope to see you there Okay, Matt. So, um, yeah, this show, um, <laughs> it, it, it is a show. It existed. Um, there was, uh, one user review, I believe on IMDb. <laughs> Yes, one review. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
I will read through this really quick here for you. (laughs) (laughs) Good Grief, This is Pretty Awful by Martin Haffer on June 10th of 2020. So a little over a year ago. Um, This is a one out of ten. Sniff is a failed pilot episode in the late 80s, CBS decided to air many of its failed pilots using the umbrella title CBS Summer Playhouse, most likely to help them recoup the costs of making the shows. I've seen quite a few of these pilots, and some were very good and might have made excellent TV series or movie. And then there was crap like Sniff, a misguided show that makes you wonder who thought it was a good idea in the first place. Robert Wool stars as Sid, a guy who is, in many ways, a real jerk. His girlfriend just left him because of of this, and he comes on to women like a jerk as well. This is a serious problem with the show. However, out of the blue, a man is murdered and his dog shot, and Sid finds the animal in pain. He takes it to the vet and later uses the dog to... I kid you not, solve his own owner's murder. This is an even more serious problem, as it really makes no sense. Nor does it make sense when the murderer implicates themselves, even though the only proof is that a dog didn't like her. <laughs> Apparently the show was made during a period when doggy detectives were the in thing, as uh, soon after this dud was made... Turner and Hooch debuted. I didn't like uh, the film, but it seems like an Oscar candidate by comparison. Yep. <laughs> Pretty harsh, but the, yeah. the part because the dog didn't like her. Like, yeah. Basically, that's it. Like they, they had no proof, and then she ended up admitting to it. It's like, okay. Yeah, because the dog didn't like you. But I will say, though, I think he is wrong about the other part, because Bloodhound's I mean, notoriously, they they have a great sense of smell. So, like, I actually can see the logic of being able to smell the person who was there when you know the, the owner yeah. got shot. Not I, I see that. that I see that logic, but they could just say, "Well, you know, the the bloodhound just doesn't like her." Too, you know, they could be an excuse. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they 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 didn't use any kind of DNA evidence or uh, you know fibers from the scene or. You know, anything that we've since, you know, seen people use in, like, CSI or Law and Order or something, you know, to solve the yeah, crime. There's, <laughs> there's no, like, there's no case for arrest. Like, they can't just call the cops because a dog didn't like you. Yeah. And then now we're going to investigate you. No, there's no, like. I mean, he's not, yeah, even, yeah. he's not even a police dog or a detective dog. He's just a bloodhound that was owned by <laughs> this uh, modeling agency guy. Right. So. Yeah, she had her gun in her purse, so she could have just like, oh, get away from me, stupid dog, uh, whatever. And then and then she knows, oh, I better be careful because, you know, mm-hmm. they are investigating this murder. So maybe I should just get rid of the, the weapon and just, you know, throw it. Not, maybe not even throw it in the river, just dispose of it somehow in a better way. Yeah, why would you? Why, 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 I mean, I'm sorry, but she was a stupid criminal. Why would you keep the gun that you shot somebody with? Why don't you know if it was her that did? Because it looked like it was like a guy who actually killed him. So 
But still, I, it, obviously, the gun in her purse was probably the murder weapon. But my, I, well, but yeah, why would you then have them return it? To you? Whatever, uh, it makes no <laughs> sense at all. Like oh, I just murdered someone with a baseball bat. Oh, here's the bat, boss. Like, yeah, what? Uh, <laughs> like, like no, get that away. I don't want any evidence. Go, like, yeah, burn, burn <laughs> it in a bonfire or something. Just get rid something. of something. <laughs> That's the other thing I never understood about these shows and movies. Like, when someone just throws, like, the gun in the river, it's like, okay, I understand it's a big river, but, like, wouldn't you want that thing, like, as far away as possible from, like, the crime scene? Like, like I mean, or, not, not that I have. I'm just saying if it were me, I would, like, travel, like, across the country just to throw it, like, in a different state. You know? <laughs> I'm not saying I've done it. I'm just saying that's what I would like. You know, just like OJ Simpson. So, so, you know, would, I would do it. So, uh, so, so Matt, that time you traveled to California, yeah, um, right after that string of murders in town. Y- y- well, you know, I, I had you know, <laughs> it's a friend I was going to visit out there. You know? <clears throat> I mean, think about. It. I mean, I know it would take like forever to do something like that, but like if you just like took like a took the gun apart. And you just like threw like one piece in like a trash can, like in a different state, yeah, and like or, you just exact. Well, well, the you, you didn't even have to do it across across state. You know, there are plenty of dumpsters like in your town. If you want to, you just take the gun apart, put one piece here, one piece yeah. there, or there's like ways to like just melt down the metal. <clears throat> just be a meltdown, and then yeah. um, I don't know why I don't know why I'm giving advice to murderers. Well, no, it's just that it's, it's not even advice. It's just basic logic. I mean, like, then again, you know, I guess if you're like have a crime of passion, you're not you're not really thinking, you know, logic. Well, I guess that wasn't a crime of passion, but still. Yeah, because it, seem, it seems of, slightly of, premeditated. So, I mean, I'm just saying it was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it was premeditated because she had a motive and everything. But, but like, it just seems like a lot of killers really aren't that smart. Well, I guess which is a good thing. You know, why I'm smart because then they'll be actually able to get away with it. But like you said, just melt the gun down into metal. They're not going to be able to trace it then. Um, yeah. You know, or dissolve it in some kind of acid, like, you know, Breaking Bad style. Um, just make sure you, you have the right kind of, you know, tubs. Otherwise, the acid's going to break Go right through it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like these, these all these shows have taught people how to be criminals that they wanted to be. Um, yeah, I mean, this, a lot of these shows came out after this, though. So maybe this was before people. Yeah, that's true. No, but but then again, you, you also had like, you know, tons of cop shows before this, like Dragnet and whatnot. And, you know. That would... Right. Yeah, that's a good show. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I knew from the get go that it wasn't going to succeed, even if I didn't know the history of the show just by the name alone. A show called Sniff, yeah, it's just not gonna work. It, it, it could be the best. I mean, it could be a game. Of oh yeah! By, by, by the way, that the reason it was called Sniff like, is because he decided to call the dog Sniff because his dad told him to name yeah name him Sniff for some reason because that's because what that, he does. I'm like, just the the word Sniff. Yeah, it's it's not a good word. <laughs> It's not a good name for a dog either. It's like here, sniff. No, <clears throat> I don't know. Wow! <laughs> Imagine if we were all just named after the stuff we do. <laughs> like, 
eats or, or, yeah. um, <laughs> or uh, uh, shower or uh, <laughs> oh, I can't think of like sniff, just the word sniff. Just I know. Something about that word, I just don't like it. I don't like the way it sounds. Like, like there's words like, like moist. That's the thing that a lot of people don't like. To me, sniff is worse than moist, just the way it sounds. It's, it, like, it's, it's up there with moist and pop in my mind because I hate the word yeah. pop. I hate the word pop. Yeah. Especially just, when especially when you're referring to the soft drink. Um, yeah. Soda. I mean, I, I always yeah, call it soda. I do and, too. Um, but, you know. I'm okay though. Sometimes when you say something like popcorn, or you know, or yeah, or even if you're calling some guy pop, like hey, what's up, pop? Like hey, yeah. hey, pops, yeah, hey, pops. You know, it's interesting about popcorn, right? So like, <clears throat> I noticed that like a lot of the popcorn brands these days, they tell you not to use the popcorn button on to make popcorn and it's like why was the popcorn button invented when like every it's like it literally serves no purpose at all like it specifically tell you do not use it's, like, it's almost like they reformulated cap. it just to just to be assholes so the popcorn button doesn't work yeah and it's like but new microwaves are still making it with the popcorn button though yeah it, i mean i can understand if you had the old microwave and like, like, oh, well, they don't, but like, they, they're making new microwaves with that function. And then all the popcorn brands telling you, do not use the popcorn buttons. It's almost like they're just like rubbing it in. Like, <laughs> like you have no function here. Like, I think it's big microwave trying to get Robert Wall. Wait, no, that doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> it's big microwave. Or like, you know, like they, um, what was her name? Um, the, you know, the, Tales from the Crypt Keeper. I forget. She was one of Trump's um, people. I forgot her name. Whatever. Kelly. Kelly something. Kelly McEnany. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Not her. It was before that. It was um, Conway. Oh, Kelly. Ke- Kellyanne yeah. Conway. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. the tale, Tales from the Crypt um, person. That's what she looked like. And um, and which yeah, I'm not trying to make fun of someone's looks, but you could definitely see her deteriorating yeah. from just being in that whatever. But like she was saying that like Obama or like the CIA or whatever was able to take pictures of people from their microwaves, which you know, that might actually be true, but, but just, you know, the idea that like, ah, they're like, but that's the popcorn button. So like what that, that that's the read. Okay. So that's the reason why I see the popcorn brands. They're actually on the side of the people because it's like a cheap snack, you know, stuff like that. So they, they know about the fact that if you hit the popcorn <clears> button, <throat> they're going to start spying on you. So that's why they say, do not use the popcorn button. So I should stop. You do, do not use. I should stop eating. I'm heating up meals in my microwave while I'm naked. Then, right? If there's a if there's a camera in it, supposedly. Yeah, I mean, I've never stood naked in front of my microwave. Me but either. Man, me either. But I'm just saying, you know, I should just microwave <laughs> in the dining room and it's windows. So. <laughs> <laughs> I never really felt comfortable to do so. <laughs> Doesn't everybody just stand uh, naked in front of their microwave? No, I do it when even I, when I it, even, even when I'm not uh not cooking things, I just turn my microwave on and stand there naked, <clears throat> hoping yeah, hoping that the, hoping that the radiation will somehow seep into me and I don't know grow oh. grow my penis or something. No, I'm joking. No, <laughs> that's like a weird superhero um, beginning <laughs> show. <laughs> Just try to give myself that, that, radioactive. That's for a whole other show, not called Sniff. It's called Stiff. 
And um, oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Oh, I think we should wow. probably start to wrap things up here, Matt. Would you recommend yeah. that? Would you recommend anybody watches this episode? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe if you could get a better quality version than what's on YouTube, maybe. But yeah. I, no, there's really nothing to it. I mean, it's not it's not terrible, but there's just nothing that really jumps out at you. You know, it's uh, just like a very yeah. Gonna play, you know, like oh, let's just shove a bunch of TV shows we can this summer, and see which one sticks, type of thing. You no, know, because they mean the God. They that was a summer they did. Um, was it? Uh, <clears throat> well, did they do that every summer? Was it just a one summer thing, or was it? It was for a few years that they did this. Okay, so yeah. it, was, it was not the same years. It's like because, Malloy. Yeah, because no, no, M- Malloy was on Fox. This was uh, oh, okay. th- that actually aired for a few episodes. No, um, I think Shangri La Plaza was part of the Summer Playhouse, which we covered. Okay. So yeah, so <laughs> which was a lot better than this. So um, that was, a, that was an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the the show just it was lacking is the problem. Um, it it could have been a lot better. Um, you know, if you happen to listen to this, Robert. Well, and you're still on my Facebook after this, um, and you didn't unfriend me, um, <laughs> and you want to come on the show and talk about this episode, I would love to hear more, like, behind-the-scenes stuff and everything, so, you know, just message me, um, but I doubt you're listening. Anyways, so, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, folks, you can, you can, uh, you can follow us on, uh, Facebook, um, join our Facebook fan group, uh, all too real Two podcast group. Um, also we're on Twitter and, uh, at Cullen park dot uh, Cullen park, you know, you can check that out. We also are on uh, Instagram under that. And, uh, all too real Two podcast is on TikTok. Still haven't figured out what to do with that folks. Let us know. <laughs> And by the way, I am not doing a TikTok where I stand naked in front of a microwave. Just letting you know that ahead of time. <laughs> Even though there might be TikToks out there of me standing naked in front of a microwave, because if there's cameras in there, maybe somebody did it. Anyway, so um, the <laughs> big TikTok in there, microwave camera conspiracies, and um, the uh, <laughs> the whole uh, you know, thing. You can you can you know also. Get some uh, cool T-shirts at our T Public. You can get, uh, you know, help us out on Patreon. You know that that's a good way to help the show if you like us. Best thing to do too is share the show, tell your friends, get somebody to listen f- to your favorite episode of the show. Just say, hey, you know, here's this episode of All Too Real Two that we really like, and Matt and Mike are funny in this one. Listen to it, and if you like them, check out their other episodes. <laughs> you know, it helps a lot, man. Helps a lot. Um, give us a five-star review on Apple podcast or wherever you can review us. Um, you know, um, that's it. Um, wear a mask folks, wear a condom, especially if you're standing naked in front of a microwave (laughs) and until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to all too real Two podcast, a Cullen park production produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen, the second. Music by Matthew Hawes. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.